You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. I am Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and we've got Nick Schwartz, our producer. Guys, we have our first regular season Chiefs game under our belt. Uh, we're going to get all into it, but just initial thoughts right off the bat. How are we feeling? We've got to be feeling pretty good, right? Well, I mean, I don't think it could go much better <laughs> if you just escape injuries. If we could just ignore those for one half second because, you know, there's a Thursday night game and people are going to get freaked out about is Mahomes negative x-ray really negative? Whatever, right? Whatever conspiracy theory people want to get down. Uh, the offense was an unstoppable force <laughs> against one of the best teams in the NFC last year. The defense completely held its own, and Patrick Mahomes is out for blood. So if I'm ranking it, yeah, it seems pretty good. Last year, they struggled to beat Cleveland. So this feels like a little bit different of a, I don't know, a little bit different feeling. Even though week one sometimes, Nick, I think we've talked about this, week one sometimes can be a, a bit fake from a larger scale perspective, but it's hard to not look at that and think we're good here. I had that game from Cleveland kind of stuck in my head. I thought, <laughs> okay, this team, they sort of, they sort of started slow last year. They got a lot of new pieces. Tyreek Hill's gone. You've got all these new weapons in the wide receiver room, young defense. Like maybe this, this might be a bit of a sluggish start, not just in week one, but for, for the first month of the year for the chiefs. And, uh, Turns out September Mahomes is a thing that is just never going to go away. At first I thought like, okay, like maybe Mahomes in September, like this can't continue forever. He can't just be like, he's already an alien. He's already the guy that has sort of like broke the NFL. And now he, in the month of September is like another alien. It's like, Hey, if you met this guy, wait till you get a load of September Mahomes because he's even better five touchdowns. And if they needed him to do more, like if the defense would have gave up a few more touchdowns, if the Cardinals looked a little better and they needed Mahomes to go for six or seven touchdowns, I'm I'm convinced he would have done that today if, if that's what they would have asked of him. Exactly. Okay, we're going to get into all of it. As we mentioned, yes, the offense was incredible, especially that guy, Patrick Mahomes, looked absolutely amazing, as you mentioned, Nick, improving to 5-0 in opening games. He tossed five TD passes, no interceptions. He now has 18 touchdowns and no picks in those games. He had 144.2 passer rating, which was his third best in his career. Um, I mean, I feel like every commercial break they were going to, they were listing a new Mahomes either stat or record that he broke both personal and just league wide. He was the first quarterback all time with three plus TD passes in five consecutive season openers. Guys, what did we like besides everything? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, a lot of this comes down to the same problems. When we go into this thing, we're like, okay, what's it going to be? Can, can Juju Smith Schuster be a one? I think in our last podcast, we said, can they ask Travis Kelsey to do more? Like, is that even fair? Um, do MVS and McColl have roles? Who's the best running back? It didn't matter. They all were good. 
Isaiah Pacheco came in the fourth quarter when the game was shot and the Cardinals starters on defense were still in and went for 10 for 62 and a touchdown. Before that moment, it was the best we had seen Clyde Edwards-Alaire since week one of his rookie season. So that was as good as we had seen him since he was very new in this league. Kelsey was still incredible and apparently will never age and will go for a thousand <laughs> yards for the next six consecutive seasons. It doesn't matter. Like all of it worked. I can't, like if I'm going to nitpick anything, it would just be like, well, I felt like the offensive line got Mahomes hit a little bit too much in the first half. <laughs> Only for me to tell you that the stat at the end of the game is that they gave up zero sacks. So can I really be that critical that occasionally a quarterback got hit? No, they, they were perfect. It was a perfectly executed offensive game plan. And Vance Joseph should probably be fired for blitzing Mahomes 54% of the time. But because he did that, Mahomes was nearly perfect. But that's what Vance Joseph does. Like is he is stupid. He's the don't give a bleep defensive coordinator. He's just it's a he's podcast. one of those guys. You can say you can say the bleep. <laughs> he's the, he's the I don't give a fuck <laughs> defensive coordinator. And there are a lot of those guys in the NFL where it's just like you know what this is what we do. We're always going to do it. I don't care that Patrick Mahomes annihilates teams who blitz him. We don't trust you. We don't trust all these new weapons. We don't trust that this offense is going to be the same offense that we saw the last four years with Tyreek Hill. That, to me, was the most impressive part because all offseason, we asked the question of what this offense was going to look like without Tyreek. What were they going to have to change? Is it going to be more underneath stuff? Are they not going to be able to take shots deep? I know I'm not a film guy. I don't know if any of us are, so we can't really like break down the tape and tell you exactly what the Chiefs were running. But four quarters of football down in Glendale, I didn't notice anything significantly different from the Chiefs' offense than what I've been accustomed to watching the last four years. Like, was there anything? Did you notice anything that where it's like, oh, okay, this is how they're going to change it without Tyreek? They took the shots deep. Like they were going after Juju deep. They went after MVS and Sky more deep a couple of different times. Grant, that's bad Arizona defense. I think that should at least be mentioned. But overall, I watched an offense that looked very similar to the one we've seen the last four years. Kayla, I guess what I just can't like, what you know, like we're talking about Vance Joseph and all this stuff is I don't think anybody on this show thought that Mahomes would miss Tyreek. But anytime you're doing those conversations, like mm -hmm. uh, Belichick versus Brady or these, always choose the player. The best player will be the most okay. Like maybe Tyreek will also be fine. He had perfectly okay numbers in Miami today. But when you, like, the best player will still probably be fine. Like, will Brady be okay without Belichick? Well, he has a mountain full of rings, so probably. And when it comes to like the fact that we even borderline entertain a conversation that included, oh, you know, will he be okay without Tyreek or the people who would ask the question, will Tyreek miss him more? Will he miss Tyreek more? I mean, we answered it in a single week. If you are capable without the top three wide receiver in the NFL to still go out and throw for 360 yards and five touchdowns in three quarters of play, mind you, he didn't even right. play. At Everything he did in the fourth didn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. Can we talk about the tweet now? Which one? The tweet from our own Kayla Kinnearum. It feels like oh, a perfect yeah. Which tweet? I was a tweeting it. fool tonight. You, well, go ahead, no, Cody. I think your exact tweet was, I what was the exact wording? I think it was that <laughs> they would be 
fine without Tyreek or it didn't matter? No, 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 no. no. I said, I said, whispers whispers were better without Tyreek, I think is exactly. Exactly. That's not, we're fine without him. We're better. You think they're better without Tyreek? I mean, third. First game overreaction right here. But we had 13 offensive weapons who combined for 488 yards, nine different Chiefs caught passes. I saw more offensive play from different people in one game than I had in the last few seasons. Nick's been arguing forever that the Packers would be better without Adams because he was such a time suck. And Aaron Rodgers sucked ass today. So I don't know. It's it's not working out for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) It was terrible. Okay, Cody, that's not how it works in this industry. I know. You prop up the the correct takes that you have. You dismiss the ones where you're wrong. We're not here to (laughs) talk about the Packers today. We're here to talk about the Chiefs offense, which was humming. Can we rewind last week? Didn't I say that my money was on Pacheco to make the biggest impact? Was that what I said? Out of the running back group, I think you did. And I guess, I don't know, it's weird. because like The the new guys. 12 carries, 62 yards, a touchdown. The whole, 10, the whole 10 threw me off the entire day. Plus, they're like kind of the same stature. I kept doing a double take like, oh, yeah, that's not Tyreek. I don't even care that Clyde looked good as I don't even care that Clyde looked good as a running back. He only had seven carries and was very effective in those seven, including a 19 yard run, which would have been better than any single run he made all of last season. <laughs> like, yeah. So two, two untouched happy, TDs. happy with the run. The, the catches are way more important. He I didn't realize ball. that. They I threw it to him. I didn't I didn't know that he only I mean I shouldn't say this, but uh he only had three career touchdown catches last no, season. You, look, you should have he had, he had three career two last year, yeah. Yeah, and then look, two today in one game. You don't yeah. have to feel bad for not knowing that. It feels I just like, assumed it was more than that. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't you, you know up why? on his stats, I guess. No, it's fine. Everyone feels that way because when he came out of the draft. They were talking about him like he was Brian Westbrook. Matter of fact, Andy said he might be better than Brian Westbrook, and that's his own doing. Nobody made him utter the name Brian Westbrook when they got drafted. And Clyde just so happened to have Nick. You Nick, uh, if you don't know this, Kayla, Nick is a Heisman Trophy voter. So, not a big deal. So, uh, not okay. a big deal, Kayla. I'm no. still just a normal guy. <laughs> you know, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. I can't so, believe this took us three podcasts to get to that, but okay. So as a regular follower of college football, Nick probably knows that Clyde Edwards-Alaire might have had the single greatest receiving season at running back in college football history. And so when he came out of college, it was logical he'd catch passes. And we have spent two years him not doing that. So today, when he catches three passes and two of them are for touchdowns, that's not insignificant. That's the much bigger portion than, wow, he also ran well. Because that was never the thing we cared as much about with Clyde. Because I don't, if anyone else, the I think someone could like pull up, a, like if this is a problem with like box score analysis, you could probably pull it up and it would say that the Chiefs had a pretty equal run pass ratio. And that's not at all what happened. By no. the end of the third quarter, Andy had passed the ball three times the amount they had run it. Triple. You know why? Because the Cardinals couldn't stop it. And they were like, we don't care about running. You can't stop us from passing. So we'll deal with that problem later, which is great. It's That's up for teams trying to stop the pass moving forward. And, you know, you might be able to counter with the run in those games. Well, going back to, you know, the tweet. And I don't know if I would take <laughs> it as far as the tweet, right? I don't even have to. The, put, the. It's now yeah. known. We all know. We all know what tweet we're talking about. One, it's one time game. Will tell, I, time will tell, fellas. Time will I'm tell. Com- I'm, I'm confident. You should Kayla. just say it. I say things all the time, and then Nick yeah. makes me point out. Normally, I'm not one that. to just throw out hot takes, but I was really amped up tonight. I don't know. 
let's just be honest. Okay, guys, we're obviously going to bring this tweet back up multiple times over the course of the year. It's going to be one of the I, predominating topics of this podcast. I also said that we'd see Arizona back in February or come again in February. So be back in Arizona. Yeah, that yes. would be great. She was you know, very confident tonight. I'll, it's tough not to be confident today. And I don't Especially know that, what we saw from the NFL as a whole, like, whoa. Yeah, because so many teams felt like they slept walk through week one. And so you watch that noon slate of games and you see everybody struggling and everybody looking rusty or even going back to Thursday night and watching the Rams, the super defending Super Bowl. And like, they just looked like they weren't ready. Now, maybe there's a larger conversation about the teams that don't play any of their starters for the preseason. Say it, Nick. Be brave. Say that preseason matters. Uh, well, you know what? You know what might matter? Actually having a quarterback who throws to the players he's going to be throwing to all season long in the preseason. Like, maybe you know, there is some benefit to that. You know, the Stafford thing, the whole telltale sign on that was, did you see the report earlier? It said that they were interested in Jimmy G. They're like, ah, Stafford's broken. <laughs> McVay's like, I got to get I gotta get something different. This isn't going to work. <laughs> oh, God, what if his arm falls off? I better play somebody else at quarterback. Yeah. I, I just think that, you know... For as much was made about, can the Chiefs just maintain? Like, nobody expected the Chiefs to be better without Tyreek. I know there were a few people who thought it, but it was just that for four years under Mahomes, they had never finished worse than sixth, sixth in the NFL in points per game. And that's including the season where Mahomes missed significant time because of the injury. So the fact was just that in order for the Chiefs to continue to be Super Bowl contenders, that offense can't be 10th best. It can't be just a good offense. It has to continue to maintain its status as an elite offense. And that, to me, was the biggest sign from today, that if one game was any indication, which in the NFL, oftentimes, you know, one game can be an outlier. But we know what to expect from Mahomes, Reed, Eric Bieniemy, Travis Kelsey. Like, there's still a lot of familiar faces there. And that didn't look like an offense that was missing anybody. No, but it still went the exact way we thought it would. Travis Kelsey is their best weapon. They threw to him a bunch and nobody could guard him. Probably because they tried to put Isaiah Simmons on him the entire game. And I know he's a local kid, but good God, man. Why do that to him? Like just, just mean for the entire game. Then Juju Smith-Schuster was the number one wide receiver, right? That's what we wanted to see coming out of the game. And then everyone else was good. Val, you know, Just, Marquez yeah. had his game. McColl had a quieter game. He had another chance for a couple of bigger plays, but McColl had the quieter game. MVS had the bigger game. Jody Fortson got his touchdown. <laughs> Whatever. Hello. It all just happened the way it was supposed to. 